everybody, this is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know we existed, you didn't know you needed, but we're so glad that you're here. This week, we have my super soul sister, Miss Yvette Renee, coming live from Snellville, Georgia. Well, hello there. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Where we were raised, weren't born here, but definitely raised here. We Our friendship started in elementary school mm-hmm. and just progressed on into life. We've gone our separate ways and came back many times and I'm blessed for that. That's what sisters are, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like that definitely changes my perspective on friendships because I have a lot of friends, but... Um, you guys, I feel like, are my only sisters. Yeah. You know? All of my friends, like, people think that you have to, like... And I've never been the type to, like, talk to my friends all, every day or I don't see them all the time. All my friends live in different states. You, Kiana, Amanda's about to leave, Kiara's in Thailand, Ashley sings on cruise wow. ships, Andrea's in Texas. So everybody... Anybody here is not really a friend to me. Yeah. Everybody's kind of gone. But I still... Y'all are the only ones who I, you know, share deep secrets with or call if I really needed something. Sisters. Sisters from different misters. And yeah, so we pretty much, like, grew up together. I found, like, some old pictures as I've been, like, just reminiscing as being home and stuff. And just our wild, fun days out here in Gwinnett County. Oh, gosh. With the Oldsmobile, Susie Q, the white car. We've had some men. <laughs> wow, Lord. But we thank God for growth. Mm-hmm. Now you're hitting the new entertainment profession world in Atlanta, which is like this new Hollywood. This It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Atlanta is booming. I've gone and Atlanta's blossomed and I think that's best that I've left. You know, I think had I stayed, Atlanta probably, I'm shaking. But, or maybe had I stayed, would I? Can you imagine if I lived in the city? I think you would have made it work for you the best way that, you would fit in. You just yeah. have to find your niche. Maybe. That's, maybe it's just, the city's not your niche. No, it's not. I don't you like, like the city. You like peace and quiet. Yeah. Especially to focus and free your mind and let your mind go free. I like so. to go and have fun and then come back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I think that's different, you know, because we were saying I went to school in Valdosta, Georgia, in the South. Different country and different. You went to the city, leaving the suburbs. And how was that change for you? It's just like... The being in the city is kind of like a motivation thing. It's like everybody around you is always doing something, so you feel obligated. Okay, let me get on my stuff. Let me keep going. Let me keep up with my environment. Yeah. Do you think maybe being in the city inspired you to become an artist? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Just the whole transition of from going to to suburbs to city, and I mean, getting out of the house and living on your own. I mean. You just experience different things. Your mind opens up to different ways. You encounter new things that make you think about life differently. And so I really think I got to a point where I was like, I can do and be whoever I want. I can make a living however I want to make a living. I can be successful doing art and singing and dancing and acting. What's it like being an up-and-coming artist in Atlanta? Um, it's definitely not easy, but at the same time, Atlanta's like the perfect place to start your, start your thing, get your stuff together, build your resume, build your repertoire, build your network. It's definitely the perfect place to do so, but it's not easy. Like you have to be consistent. You have yeah. to have your goals. You have to remain focused and just know what you're working towards so that you don't get distracted by all the different things that the city has to offer. What do you think is like the most crucial lesson that you learned about being in the city or survival in the city? 
well, the city hasn't really, like, negatively affected me as to where I feel like I've gotten caught up in stuff. I've never really been one to get caught up in the hype. Something I've really learned pursuing artistry and entertainment is really being cons consistency is really, really important and being true to yourself and knowing who you are mm. and how you want to express that to the world. Yeah. Elena has a way of humbling you. I think right before I went to college, because like, we, we didn't grow up in the city. We Like the farthest I think we went, I was like Norcross or Jimmy yeah. Carter. And so right before I went to college and I would hang out with my cousin because she was at Spelman at the time and I would be in Atlanta. I'm like so scared and you know, it's just like this confidence. You have to learn how to stand up and kind of defend yourself. And I think that's also just like, you know, with the code switching, you know, and being able yeah. to camouflage and um, just emerge into a certain situation. So that's uh, interesting of how, you know, you adapting to the city, I kind of adapting to the country mm -hmm. and seeing how that kind of leads us in our like, creative paths you know it's amazing what do you feel like is your favorite thing about being a black woman you know in this career in Atlanta Ooh, okay uh well my favorite thing I can definitely say overall about being a black woman is knowing my value whether others know it or not I know my my worth I know who I am I know what I bring to this world I, I think especially with the current climate it's like it's if it's empowering to be a black woman and you know just acknowledging the different strengths is definitely not the easiest thing um especially being darker complexion and and with the music industry i'm not favored you know and and with that like certain things you can't let tear you down or push you off with your path of where you want to go so how do you pick yourself up from these moments say you go to a casting and someone says um you're not really, like, how do you in your self-esteem deal with that Eva Renee? Well, I mean, me personally, I love being dark-skinned. I've never wished I was light-skinned. I've never wished I was lighter to fit in or anything like that. Overcoming it, like, I've had instances or opportunities presented that were given to someone else who, you know, I was more qualified than or we were the same, but they were just lighter skin mm. or they had different hair. Um, I mean, it doesn't deter me at all because I know that just because this person doesn't want me doesn't mean my career isn't going to be great. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I've adjusted to hearing no, and not just because of my complexion, just a plethora of things. Like, this is an industry where no, I hear way more no's than yeses, but it's like when I hear the yes, it's like all those no's don't even matter. Not only just dark skin, but a African-American woman, do you find yourself being the only black woman in a the spaces are, that you're in? Um, well, with music, so musical theater is like my main focus right now because that's kind of where I started when I pursued the whole music thing. And, I mean, musical theater is not really popular in the African-American community. Um, Why do you think so? I mean, I didn't grow up thinking yeah. about theater. It's yeah. Not, it's not a, a, a pastime of African-American. Mm -hmm. It's not something that are, is a part of our culture, honestly. Mm hmm but, um, so I mean, like in, in different, those kinds of castings. Wait, pause. So if that's not something we're normally introduced, how did you get introduced to that? Um, I mean, my vocal coach was white. I decided okay. at one point to seek out a vocal coach because I, you know, I knew I wanted to sing and I wanted to go for it. I met her and I mean, I've always had an animated personality. I just didn't know where to channel the energy. So I met her and she kind of taught me a lot of classical, how she trained me was the musical theater 
style was able to perfect that and I was good at that so I excelled in that so I kept going after that and Broadway would be the long term goal of that so mm-hmm. I don't care African American white whatever you are Broadway is definitely you know what's interesting a, a book came to mind by Samuel Greenlee called The Spook Who Sat By The Door mm-hmm. and attorney Molly Davis at the Davis Bozeman Law Firm in Decatur Georgia gave me that book when I used to be a paralegal there and um, that was just such a great job because I don't think I think that was after my working in the Peace Corps and trying to find my black mm-hmm. identity that time I was transitioning from their law firm to a predominantly white law firm. Mm-hmm, I remember that. And so I didn't know how to deal because at that time I didn't realize like, wow, this is my first time having a white boss. Even though I had been around white people my whole life, I'd never been like, you know, like, controlled. Exactly. Like they're paying me. So that was like, hold on. And so he gave me this book and I suggest that all of my listeners try to reach this um, and read this book. More of the story, it just talks about an agent who pretty much learned of the white man to pretty much lead a revolution for the black man, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a thing that as black Americans we should um, do. And not to say, oh, you speak like a white person and you be around white people, but we, just as much as they've learned and stole from us, mm-hmm. and they've progressed and developed, yeah. we too need to learn and steal from them so that we too can become better. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't even think it's a thing of stealing. True. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, this is reality. Like, we're not living in some kind of fantasy uh, for a good job. You have to be able to articulate. If you want to have speaking jobs, podcasts, mm-hmm. if you want to public speaking, engaging with other people, you have to know how to talk to people. So it's, I don't even necessarily think it's a white thing or a black thing because there are white people who talk like this and don't understand <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are black people who talk like this. So it, it's not even a, a, a color thing. It's, you know, education. Educating yourself. The key, man. Yeah, like get learn how to... That happened for me for my last job. Yeah. I think um, not only because I think they saw like a black because I worked at like a predominantly corporate puerto rican firm like i think there were just two of us you know black darker of Mm -hmm. color you know and even though the caribbean and puerto rico is creolized and a mix and all that stuff physically and seeing you know there were only two yeah and uh, because i even remember having a conversation where they felt like you know there was not racism in puerto rico and i had to check them real quick like you don't even everywhere you know (laughs) and but at the end of i i had to leave and I was fired because I decided one day to finally speak up and there was many situations that I didn't want to react because I said okay Issa you you know not only just to keep my job for me it wasn't just keep my job because I can go and come I'm young I'm I'm growing and I know this isn't just it for me but my concern was always thinking about there's another Afro Puerto Rican or another black person who may or may not have an opportunity in this space depending on what I do so I was always kind of conscious about that so when I kind of went to HR to kind of just talk about certain complaints I think they kind of went out the window because I was upset because I felt like they kind of were trying my education like you don't know like I'm not just like this black person that you see you know like I have education I have been around really elite people who have groomed me and trained me right to handle people like you and with that challenge you know they realized that super intimidated that you know they had to let me go and guaranteed I was compensated for that layoff but it still doesn't owe up to like my worth and my value and in that you know I'm saying being fired and all that stuff it made me realize my worth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It made me also realize, like, okay, I didn't maybe react the way I wanted to or typically how an African-American person would be, but I gave them the opportunity that allows hopefully another person 
who looks like me in this space. And I feel like with being of color, with being in spaces and learning, I think with your your vocal cord coach, that's amazing because like, had you said, okay, I don't want to work with her because she's white or something, yeah. would you be in your space that you're in? I feel like we should be open amongst races. Among, yeah, you like know, you want to learn different things. Like had I went to a black coach, not saying that there aren't classically trained African-American coaches, but typically when I'm seeking out coaches, They'll have the black coach and R&B, especially, mm. you know, like more geared, putting you in a box and in yeah. a bubble. So, yeah, definitely going to her, it opened up, you know, doors to a world, you know, that I didn't know that I belonged in. That's amazing because I think your life truly begins outside of your comfort zone. Yes, definitely. Truly. It's easy to, like you said, okay, well, we listened to R&B and hip-hop and jazz. This was comfortable, but I bet you it was definitely uncomfortable to tap into this musical yeah. theater and put yourself in casting, but it's probably made you stronger in your other casting calls and also as an artist. What is the best part about pursuing your passions in Atlanta? The best part about pursuing your passions is, I think, really the journey. It gives you an appreciation for what you're working towards. Like, with entertainment or an artistry, nothing happens overnight. Granted, some people make a quick buck, they make a hit record, but just because you saw, you didn't see them one day and you saw them the next doesn't mean it happened overnight. It's a whole process and a whole journey, and the best part is just knowing that as long as I continue to do this, as long as I just keep going, keep going, keep going, one day, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know who, I don't know what, but I know that my efforts will pay off. And, I'll, you know, in the end, I'll be able to be very successful. I mean, I am successful now. Right. But, like, as far as my overall goals and financial, success, you know, successes and dreams. Um, so, yeah, the best part is just knowing that in the end, I'll be okay. You will be. And we all will be. I think... Um, a quote that I did for a motivational Monday not too long ago was, there's no right or wrong way to live life. There's just mm-hmm. yours. And I think, especially with social media, you know, not even just social media, but just the media or just life in general. We, we've we just been so accustomed to comparing our life mm-hmm. with another. Oh, well, so-and-so did it this way and this way. And it's just like, okay, but I'm going to do this way. And I think definitely as a creative, definitely as an artist, like, there are certain ways that may work for certain people. Yeah. And for you, it's just like, this is not my vibe. And I think with falling down and getting up, you learn your vibe. You learn your strengths. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You learn what spaces you want to speak, sing, um, act, and learn in. And I feel like that's the same with, with mentors. Like, you know, we all reach out to people and network with people trying to connect and learn and grow and develop mm-hmm. our crafts. Um, but sometimes you may connect with someone. You're just like, okay, there's not that there's nothing you can teach me, but... I would rather learn from someone else or thank you for, I'll take the best of what you learned from, right. that you taught me and on to the next. You know, I feel like some people um, get attached to someone's name or hype and stick with them even though they're hurting and their dream, they can't progress because like, okay, if I figure, if I stick with this person, I'm going to make it. But no, you got to follow um, your growth, you know, and sometimes the students outgrow their teachers and mm-hmm. I don't think we also recognize that and we live in such a, um, generation where we're constantly evolving and growing because we're so able to adapt. And I think our parents were kind of, they only con- kind of saw like a one track yeah. way to go to things. And we are just so multiverse and so mind yeah. like I mean, because things skills. changed. Like it's not now, it's not go to, go to school, go to college, pick a career, 401k and boom. Like that's not this generation. This generation is do it on your own. Don't work for anybody else but yourself. Something is changing. 
Yeah. In this in this change, how do you find unity in your in your Atlanta? Do you do it by yourself or do you have a team? How do you find your way well, in this goal? Yeah, I mean, I can definitely say I can't do anything by myself. Don't get me wrong. It takes me to have my own motivation and me to, you know, put get up and go out and do what I have to do. But I have to meet certain people who know things that I don't know, who can teach me things that I don't know. And sometimes I'll stick with those people. Sometimes those people fizzle out. You know, you realize, you know, they come and serve their purpose or they're here for the long run. But I haven't gotten a team together, like mm-hmm. solidified a team yet. So that's where I am. Just trying to figure out who I am as an artist and how I want to move forward and, you know, networking with the people who will help me get there. And you'll get there, and I know we will, because I think we're so quick to just be like, okay, like you said, that today, tomorrow type stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like when we enter certain spaces, certain people will come that allow these dreams Mm -hmm. and these teams to create. And I can't wait to see what team God blesses you with and where you go and... Just not only just your team, but just you, because you have so much potential. You are so hardworking and so dedicated. I'm like, if I even just have just like an like an inch, a pinch, a tiny little bit. You do. Away. That's what we're doing right now. We do. We do in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm so blessed um, to have you. I know that you have a poem that you'll be sharing with us. Um, what's it called? And who's it by? Yes. Well, it's going to be called um, Failure and Success. And it's by David Harris. So, failure is the penalty for continually getting things wrong. Success, on the other hand, is the award for getting things continually right. Failure puts you down in despair. Success sends you soaring among the clouds. Therefore, I look at myself and wonder, am I success or failure? Then maybe I am a bit of both. Whichever way the hammer falls, only you can decide. I think that's like on point for this episode. Talking about pursuing passions, being creative, you know, trying to find our ways. And then just this pinpoint of creating success. Yeah, you can't have success without failure. You For sure. Fail in order to succeed. So don't be afraid of them. Yeah, oh, definitely. Don't be afraid to fall. Jump, take those leaves of faith. Trust God. Don't trust God. I don't know, like... Just go for it. And I feel like you'll learn and you'll figure out a way. He's always going to be there whether you want him to or not. Or rather if you believe or not. You like, And there's always like protection around you to just be able to tap into that. So I think that's beautiful that you are embracing that. Not only just in your everyday life out here in Atlanta. And just now for our wonderful listeners to be motivated to, you know, fail to succeed. You know, fall to get back up. Yep, right. Let's keep going. Um, and I just want to thank you for just taking your time out to share your story. And thank I know you for having me. I'm always, always <laughs> here to support you. Anything. Yeah. Anything sure. you do. You know, that's always I love. So, Missy Vernay, how are you on your way? I am on my way by just being consistent, keep going, and sticking to what I say I want to do and who I want to be. Mm. So just sticking to it. That's. That's how I'm on my way. Sticking to it, stay true to it. Once again, thank you so much. Can you please tell my wonderful listeners where they can find you, where they can connect to you, ask questions, see you perform? Yes, you can follow me at um, on Instagram. That's my main um, social media platform, underscore Yvette, E-V-E-T-T-E, Renee, R-E-N-E-E. Also, Yvette Renee on YouTube. I have some videos there. Definitely going to increase my catalog. Check them out. Them covers, though. 
So Instagram and YouTube are my biggest, biggest connector platforms. Well, once again, once again, we say shout out to Yvette. Y'all show her some love. (laughs) We going to be consistent. We going to stay true to our passions and we're going to be great. Until then, everybody, y'all be blessed. Bye.